Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I am here with the amazing Hillary Reese. How are you doing? I am good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Um, how, how's the weather over there in Mississippi? I know Florida here it's hot and humid and kind of gross, summer, you know, normal. Right. Uh, today was probably one of the hottest days we've had so far. Um, the humidity here is insane. I don't live too far from the beach, probably about 30 miles of the coast, so... We get all of that mixed so, with the river and swamp and marsh. Like, it's just one big melting pot of everything. Yeah, yes. So it's it's like the same weather, just different state. Yeah. Right, right. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, we love to start off with the most difficult question. Okay. Who is Hillary Reese? That's a tough one. I don't even know if I know. <laughs> Um, I would say I'm just an average 16-year-old country girl. Um, I really am the girl next door, um, mixed with a little bit of fire, a little bit of sass in there. (laughs) But, I mean, I'm somebody that when you come and you listen to my music, hopefully you can relate to it. You feel that southern edge, that good hometown girl in there, and that's, that's who I represent. That's who I am. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Oh. So everyone, just so you know, she started driving recently. If you're in Mississippi, be careful. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely <laughs> do. I'm not the best driver. Um, my daddy was really strict on when I could start driving. I couldn't start until I got my permit. And in Mississippi, that's behind. Everybody starts driving at the age of 10, like on the roads, <laughs> nothing stopping them. So my daddy was really strict on me about that. So I feel super behind compared to everybody else. <laughs> But thankfully, I live in a really small town with like two stoplights, so it's not too bad. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So uh, we could always get you like a, a go-kart or something to practice on the off time. Always you know. that. I used to have a golf cart, and I would try and run people like, bro, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I would just learn that thing. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a joke and say, see, that was a premonition. That's why your dad did, like, was very strict about that. It, yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so... Tell us, how did you get started in music? I kind of fell into music. Um, I know that's not the typical answer, but when I was eight, um, there was this place around me that offered singing and vocal and guitar lessons and everything you could really think of. And they would do shows like once a month or every three months, the local barbecue restaurant and like even little cafe slash bar, like we were eight-year-olds singing in a bar. Um, where we could go and we could, you know, get used to performing in front of other people and strangers. And so my mom and she kind of introduced me to that, but I put videos on Facebook when I was 10 and they kind of went viral. So I stuck with music ever since then. And then ever since then, I've really been exposed to the whole industry side, which has been really cool. That is so awesome. So tell me, who are some of the women that inspire you? 
the women that inspire me are so many from famous ones to ones in my backyard. My mom is one of my biggest inspirations, just seeing, you know, how strong she can be. And obviously when it comes to the music side, I love Dolly. I love Loretta, Tammy. I'm a big old school country gal. So those people and, you know, just the people that really showed me how to be a strong woman growing up. Um, and that's kind of what my new song is about. All the good ones are crazy, my crazy family, but they really are all so <laughs> strong and they really have inspired me so much. I love that you just threw that there. I was just going to ask about the song. And, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so it was obviously taken from um, some real life stuff. So tell me about the uh, the co-writing. How did the inspiration come about on this? Well, we, there was me and Jason Hamer and Josh Corson, and we were all on Zoom. Um, and somebody threw out the line, all the good ones are crazy. I believe it was Jason, but I'm not sure. And we thought about how we could play that. We were like, do we want it to be about a relationship? Do we want it to be about a girl? You know, best ones are crazy. How do we want to play this? There's so many different angles. And I was like, you know, I've written about all those different sides, but I don't have a song about my family. And my family's the most important thing to me. So I really wanted to capture that in a song. And be honest, everything in the song is 100% true down to the veins. So (laughs) you can take the song literally. Um, And yeah, I just wanted to be honest and talk about my family and share my experiences because I think so many people too get ashamed that they might have, you know, a little wild story in their family or a little wild family member. But it really is. I mean, it's funny. We all have crazy families and just shining a light on that. Why not? You know? Absolutely. I, I agree. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like the baby of the family. I was like the good one. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I can relate. Me too. I, I'm <laughs> the youngest in my family. And so, but I feel like I'm 80, honestly. Like, I feel like I'm the oldest. Yeah. Um, everybody's always been like, you've been grown since you've been born. We ain't had to worry yeah. about you. You know, like old soul type deal. So I feel like I'm just this oldest person in the family looking down and everybody talking about stories, you know. But it's funny how that works. I feel like usually the baby's like the little mama, you know, everything like yeah. that, kind of everything. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And and having that, you know, it's, it is just like you said, you feel like sometimes you're like old and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so tell me what. You know, the, now the co-writing process for you, you've been doing over Zoom, obviously, because um, you're not in Nashville all the time. But uh, right. what's now what was it like? I'm going to ask you because you've been writing songs for a few years and during COVID and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people were prior to COVID. A lot of people were like, oh, we can't write on Zoom and this and that or whatever. You know, their feelings were yeah. at the time. And it's OK. Yeah. That's their feelings. They felt that, you know, and sometimes yeah. some of them did change. Some people are like, yeah, no, we're going to still do it in person and whatever. And, and I get that because I can know when you're in a room with someone, it can be totally different than when you're on Zoom. And I get it. Sure. But for, uh, sure. for you, what what what's kind of your your feeling on that? Like, did you was that like a different feeling or have you have you been in like kind of in the rooms in Nashville and stuff and, and able to enjoy that kind of a feeling or? Yes, um, when I first started that was all I did was write in Nashville and then obviously COVID hit and it really wasn't a choice so my options were don't write write individually or write over Zoom so I chose write over Zoom and write individually and you know that really goes hand in hand too you can't just kind of go into a co-write always empty-handed sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so those really go hand in hand but I was like there's no way I don't want to write and don't want to collaborate with all these amazing people just because of these circumstances 
Um, but I would say there's definitely perks and ben- um, perks and downsides to both. Um, mm-hmm. When you're in a room, there's really nothing quite like bouncing ideas off of each other. But there's that only happens if the energy's good and if the song's working. When you're on for Zoom, that can happen too, but it's not quite as special, I would say. But Zoom also gives you the way of being able to be like, okay, let's step back and come back to this. And you might get that magic in a different sense, you know. Whereas when you're in a co-write, you kind of feel that pressure to get the song now in this right, in this amount of hours at this time. Whereas with Zoom, nobody's really in a rush. We all have the internet. We all can come back to it. So we can kind of capture that magic in a different setting and step away and then come back, you know. But yeah, obviously I love writing in person, but I don't know. Once you kind of get into the groove with the Zoom writing, it works. It just definitely is an adjustment period. Yeah. And now what about new co-writes? And, and I say that because I know sometimes that's usually, they call that the, and, and being that you're young, okay, I'm going to say this way, it's kind of like the dating where you get to right. you know, meet someone and see if you click together kind of a thing, even, even with writing. Um, yeah. So, you know, how, now what is that kind of like? Is that, how does that feel to you like when you get new co-writes? And, and I mean, I know it works the same, but do you feel like that's the same too? Or I would say um, it can be equally as awkward over Zoom versus in person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least same, you're in the comfort of your own home or wherever you choose to be, you know. And then if things get too weird, you can always hang up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm so, sorry, lost my internet. Let's, let's come back to this a bit later. But yeah, I mean, new co-writes can be the best thing. Sometimes you just click with people. Sometimes you don't, and that's okay. And some, some days you're going to have a song, and some days you aren't. That's okay. And that's just going to happen, and that's the way writing kind of is. And that's something I've had to accept. I didn't know that in the beginning. I was – I'm a – very hard on myself so when we would come out of there with a product I didn't necessarily love or no product at all really I would just beat myself up over it and then I realized once you accept that I think that's kind of when your writing goes to a new level just because you're appreciating just the creative side just stepping into that creative side of your brain and you know really just exercising it because the more you do it the better you're going to get at it and it's a numbers game you write 10 songs and you got a 10 percent chance of getting a song you know, you've got it. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, all it really takes is just finding that magic right there. But yeah, I mean, new co-writes can definitely be um, an awkward thing or they can be a great thing. But that's kind of with anything in this business, you know, producers, band members, managers, anybody you work with, sometimes it's going to click and sometimes it's not. And it really is nice when you do just have that instant click. Um, just because you feel like you found your people. But, you know, sometimes it can be deceiving too. <laughs> just because, you know, you also have to make sure people really want it and want to be there. And you're not just going off vibes and stuff. You've got to make sure the work ethic is there too. Absolutely. And that's a great point because there are some people that just don't have that non, that, you know, some people have nonstop work ethics and some people have regimented and, you know, everyone is different. And uh, yeah, it is very hard when you find people that don't have a really good work ethic and, uh, it's hard to be like, okay, well, you're not showing up on time all the time, right. you know, like we understand once in a while we get that. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No matter, you know, but yeah. And you can tell the difference of people who really want this and who don't, you know, and it's okay to not want, want this with this side of things. It's, it's not the easiest thing, um, but nothing good in life is. So it's okay if you want to focus your energy towards something else, just be mindful mm-hmm. of other people, um, you know, and, 
That's yeah. my biggest. Yeah, I think that's just being respectful. You good right. good point there. So would you like to answer our 20 crazy questions now? For sure. Let's go. Okay. There's no right or wrong answer. And I promise your parents, I won't get you arrested yet. <laughs> They'll be like, that's it. We're going to call the cops on her. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, tell us, what is your Dance Like Nobody's Watching song? The song that you absolutely have to dance to. Oh, this is such a hard one. Um, Gold Digger by Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> every word to that song <laughs> <laughs> oh in your opinion what's the perfect workout song um sold out by hardy anything by hardy that's constantly what i'm jamming to perfect uh, tell me what are your top two concerts you've ever been to carrie underwood um she puts on an amazing show and lady gaga mm-hmm. oh it's her she puts on a really really good show <laughs> Those are two amazing artists. Absolutely. Do you have any guilty pleasure music? You know, the music that you would never admit to someone you actually listen to. Like, uh, I don't know. Do you have any, like, uh, I've been mentioning Baby Shark lately. I don't know why, but, you know, Baby Shark, you know, on the iPod somewhere. Um, Any Hannah Montana or Victoria soundtrack song. They're so good. That's what I grew up listening to. That's what made me want to sing her. Any of that. Oh, and that's all all guilty pleasure. I like some of that too. Oh, so hypothetically, <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, if I came to you and said I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? Of course, I'm from the south. Everybody's got their little place. <laughs> Southern, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's all kind of nooks and crannies and little lakes around here. So I'd say one of them. I'd call up my crazy family too, and I'd be like, hey. Got a situation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, so I wouldn't just get you arrested. Probably get some of your family arrested too. Good to probably, know. <laughs> my family, they ain't gonna get arrested somehow. I criminal masterminds. Like, <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. I'm definitely gonna call you then if I ever have to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? Zombie apocalypse. I don't know, probably just die. Like, I, I would not survive that. I have a Jeep, so probably, I guess, just get in my Jeep and just start driving, running over whoever I could. I mean, they're slow, right? So, I yeah, guess they're you slow. Just fly with them. I mean, that's what I would do. I like that game plan. <laughs> Very simple. Just run them over. <laughs> run them over. I mean, oh, in your opinion, what job would you be terrible at doing? What job would I be terrible at doing? There's a lot. Um, <laughs> let me think. Oh, goodness. Any blue-collar job, I think. Welding, construction, anything like that. I can't get hot. I can't sweat. I can't can't do anything like that. <laughs> I be good at that. Um, also working at the DMV. I went to the DMV to get my license, and I... I almost cuss people out mine, so I don't know how they don't do it every second of every day. <laughs> it takes a lot of patience. Yeah. I know. That I do not have. The Lord did not bless me with that. So. <laughs> oh, that also comes with age sometimes. The older you get sometimes, the more patient you get. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just re- you realize sometimes it is what it is, and there are just right. people that it doesn't matter what you do. They're just... <laughs> There are just some people you can't help. They're just 
Yeah. Oh, so tell me if you won the lottery, obviously you couldn't collect it right now because you're not 18, but <laughs> let's just say you bought a lottery ticket, handed it to your mom or dad. What's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? First thing I would do. I don't know. I'm very, you know, type A personality. A lot of it would go to savings, paying for my college. I know that's boring answer. Um, then what would I do? I would probably go buy a really nice guitar. <laughs> a way too nice guitar for what I can play. And um, I don't know, maybe paint my car pink or something. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Definitely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think most of us are responsible people in general that, uh, yeah, type A or not, we are like, okay, let's pay down debt. For those of us who are yeah. adults, obviously, we pay all debt off, you know, college and things. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I've heard, like, there's a statistic. Most of the people who win the lottery in a year, it's gone. Like, that's scary. You, know? yeah. you get this lifetime thing. I mean, it's kind of scary. I don't know. I feel like, too, I would probably try and use that to start up some businesses. I don't know. Yeah. I have a note, note in my phone, like, businesses I want to start. <laughs> exactly. That would be a great idea. I mean, nothing wrong with that at all. That would be a good way to uh, continue to, obviously, have an income, be a business owner, right. you know? Even if you're not running the day-to-day and you hire people to do it. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah. So if I win the lottery, I'll call you also because, you know, maybe we can start some businesses together because it sounds like a great idea. This plan, yeah. yeah. I, I want to do want to do too much for my little brain. <laughs> <laughs> One thing at a time, right? Oh, tell me, what's the last thing you read? I'm not a huge reader, so I'm going to say my textbook from school. <laughs> My math textbook. Um, but one of the last books I read, Open Book by Jessica Simpson, her autobiography. Great book. I love it. And then also Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business. That's a good one, too. Definitely. Definitely a recommended reading for anyone in the mu- wants to go in the music business, for sure. Uh, do you prefer boots or heels? Boots. A thousand percent. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was even talking to my mom about this today. I would rather pay $300 for a pair of boots than $80 for a pair of boots because boots I've had for, or my mom has had because my feet have gone for 10 years. If you invest in a good pair of boots, you bet you're going to get 10 years out of them. And they are the most comfortable things. You know, the cheap boots just quite don't do it when you're standing for hours and performing on stage. I love my heels, but usually I kick them off, even if I'm on stage. At the end of the set, they're off. Like, and I'm, <laughs> so I'm definitely a big girl for sure. They're much more comfortable in general. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if you had a choice, who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? Ooh, that's so hard because I'm young. So I'm trying to think of somebody around my age. Um, <laughs> oh, you could probably go to like 20s or 30s. They play about, you know, teenage yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. My favorite actress is definitely Reese Witherspoon, but she's obviously a lot older <laughs> than me. Got that Southern. I don't know. Um, I feel like me and Olivia Rodrigo could pass mm. with some editing fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. And I'm trying to think of who else. 
I don't get like Reese Witherspoon I, to play your mom in the thing or something, you know, like, yeah. Right, right. I don't know if we necessarily look alike, but she, she's that Southern girl. We talk yeah. kind of alike, you know, <laughs> or the way she talk. Um, I don't know. Reese Witherspoon, I feel like. And then who else? Um, everybody tells me I look like Sadie Robertson from Duck Dynasty. I don't know why everybody tells me that. So who knows? Maybe her. <laughs> <laughs> okay well this next question is very difficult uh it's probably the second most difficult question gotcha where's waldo where's waldo i was never good at these things (laughs) i don't know okay something it is not behind me do not tell me that we've already started everyone else is starting this horror movie they're like i I don't know if they've seen another episode of, of of our show here but they're like, it's behind you. I'm like, stop that. It is not behind me. This is not like a, we start looking behind me and like looking for this Waldo, you know, and yeah. It's a horror movie Waldo, in the making. Waldo, the Where's Waldo books. <laughs> that's all I can. Yes. That's the answer? So he's still in the books? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Makes me feel much better. <laughs> Uh, in your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? The best thing since sliced bread? Um, banana pudding ice cream. <laughs> the best thing ever. I don't know. First thing that came to mind. Banana pudding flavored That's- ice cream. Nice. <laughs> That's definitely a good one. I like that. <laughs> it's like to thick, try that too. Because who wants soupy banana pudding, right? So right. you just... <laughs> I'm gonna have to try this. Is there, now, is there a certain place or, or a certain um, ice cream place that makes it? Or, well, I get it from my local dairy farm. That sounds super redneck. <laughs> Just, <laughs> my dairy farm makes banana pudding ice cream, and I'm pretty sure marbles. My brother used to work at make me ice cream and cookies so <laughs> for free he would steal them sorry to marble slab and great american cookies but yeah that's where i tried it for the first time awesome awesome so yeah if i if i next time i'm in mississippi i'll have to ask you i apologize the puppies are barking you're good um <laughs> they're calm down they're like okay amazon has delivered or something yeah so <laughs> oh there there are uh uh yeah, they're they're my alarm system. If anything happens, they're the alarm. You just hear barking. Mine, mine too. They're and mine are little, and nobody's scared of them. But oh my gosh, can they wake up from the best nap of your life? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have chihuahuas. So you know, I'm chihuahua mix. So they're and all rescues, but they're they're awesome. <laughs> they're so vicious with their bark, right? Right. <laughs> oh. Would you rather cook or order in? Cook, um, which is really weird for me because I don't cook a lot. Um, me and my mom, it's really us a lot of the time. My daddy works a lot and my brother has moved off. So it's me, really me and her. And with the price of groceries lately, it's cheaper to order in than it is to cook, which is insane, you know. But I personally love to cook. Um, I'm like, again, an old woman. So I love kitchen appliances. <laughs> things like that I don't know I want a bread maker so bad like, it's not even funny like <laughs> I, I'm being dead serious like I see it on TikTok and I'm like drooling over it 
but um, I love to cook. I don't know. That's, I guess, the Mississippi blood in me. But am I the best cook? I don't know. I lit my oven on fire one time, but I had fun while doing it. <laughs> well, um, I will give a shout out to your mom and say, I know what you can buy her for Christmas, a bread maker, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so tell me, in your opinion, what's the worst pizza topping? Ooh, the worst pizza topping, mushrooms. Can't do it. I'm the most basic person when it comes to pizza, though. I like just pineapple, like extra pineapple. You don't even have to put any ham or bacon or anything. Sometimes I'm in the mood for that, but just extra pineapple all over it. (laughs) Well, that just led to my next debate because that's been a huge debate this year. And I've been asking anyone that doesn't even mention pineapple what they like. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's great because some people are like so for it, some against it. I just. I feel like people who don't like pineapple on their pizza haven't tried it. They just have completely blown it out the window. I don't know why it's a debate this year when Hawaiian pizza has been around for forever. I mean, like a long time, at least. You know what I mean? Nobody's Mm -hmm. ever brought before now but it's so good there's no pizza that's better than a pineapple pizza uh, I, I like, like pretty much I like I like pineapple yeah I like every pretty much everything except for like anchovies you know yeah anything weird like fish pretty sure fish yeah, yeah. probably should never be on pizza but that's just me you know Ew, yeah. um yeah I'm just not a mushroom person or anything like that um I don't like I just can't do that but yeah give me pineapples all day every day yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. What do you wish would magically clean itself? The house, your room, the Jeep? Um, can the laundry count? <laughs> Absolutely. That like anything else, like cleaning can be therapeutic for me. I mean, sitting there with spray and like wiping all the dust all out from my room and stuff. Like if I'm stressed, I like to clean. I don't know why. I guess just take that Swiffer and jab it into the floor. I don't know. Something about it. But the laundry, that is the biggest pet peeve because you have to sit there and wait for it. And I have an old dryer. It takes five rounds to dry. I mean, like, because once it's done, I'm out of the mood to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. because I get in these moods like, I'm going to get my life together right now. (laughs) Within 30 (laughs) minutes clean my room really fast I start a load of laundry and then in the hour after it's out of the washer you gotta switch it to the dryer wait another hour start it over wait another hour and then by that time I'm in bed like I'm not getting back up to fold that laundry (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great I like that yeah I I just can't (laughs) yeah well Having a day job, I kind of will start my day job and do stuff. And I'll be like, okay, let me start a load of laundry. I'm like, oh, look, it's done. I'm still in a meeting and try to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) it's just, I'm bad at timing it out. And I forget because the laundry room's on my, the other end of my house. My house is not that big. It's like a room away, but (laughs) (laughs) a room and a half on the other side, right? It's not my problem. Like, (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's on your side of the house. Do you take care of it? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh. And tell us something on your bucket list. Um, going on a world tour. That is, I know that's a big one, but it's definitely the, that's the bucket list right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is definitely awesome. 
And while you're doing the world tour, make sure you go visit some sites, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, London, Rome, I guess, Leading Tower Pisa, you know, different things like that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm a senior this year. I, I'm a year ahead. I think we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, where do I want to take my senior trip? It has to be somewhere I'm starting to save now for, but yeah. <laughs> even in May. But I'm like, I ha- I've never even thought about it until recently. I'm like, I like a senior trip this year. I'm like going on spirit flights, looking for the cheapest flights anywhere. I don't even have a passport. <laughs> I'm not the country. So I just want to go somewhere, but I don't know where. Well, there's, there's a lot of places in the U.S. too. It depends on what you love to do. I mean, if you've never been to the national parks like Yellowstone or Glacier yeah, National, yeah. they are absolutely beautiful. Lots of stuff to do in Yellowstone. I mean, it's huge. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to definitely, you know, get to Wyoming. I think Wyoming is so mm-hmm. pretty in Montana. Yes. Never been yes. Really out there. The, I've been to L.A., California, Burbank, areas like that. And that's a completely different world. LA really isn't for me. It's okay. It's just too big for me. Um, I get, it's hectic. (laughs) The population of LA is bigger than my entire state. So I don't know. It's just Mm -hmm. very overwhelming. Um, And it's a different way of life for sure. Um, If I want city life, I go to New Orleans and I eat me some dang good food. (laughs) Yeah. like me and my family will take day trips to New Orleans and we'll just go and we'll, we'll eat all the gumbo, beignets, charbroiled oysters, and we'll just pick out and come home and crash. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the nice you can do that for the day, though. Absolutely. Yeah, really, yeah. I love New Orleans. Yeah, there's some. I, the one thing I do love about Florida, where I am, you know, not too far from like the Sarasota region, we talked about this, and they have all kinds of restaurants. I mean, yeah, so they do have some really great foods here. I, I will say, though, there's nothing like New Orleans, like as far as like the food there. Um, there are some places that the food, you just can't beat it, you know? Right. Um, Tell people there's one place you want to visit in the U.S. I mean, besides like New York, New York's cool, mm-hmm. you know, I'm there yeah. for the day. But if you want somewhere that feels like a different culture, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like it feels yes. like you're not even here in New Orleans and it's so cool. Um, you can stop and you can eat at it looks going to look like the grossest place on the side of the road and have the best food you'll ever eat. I mean, really, that's yeah. how it is. Hear the best music, meet some of the best people, um, all kinds of street performers. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a different atmosphere and I absolutely love it. Um, I grew up going to New Orleans all the time and yeah, I would, it's, it's the best food ever. I just go there and pig out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Next time I go there, I'll have to, call you up and you'll have to tell me the best place to go for something and go try something i definitely will if you could be any person like dolly parton or any position like a ceo or the president or whatever what person or position would you want to be for the day and why oh that's a tough one um let me think let me think hmm I would say I would want to be, um, I would say I'd want to be the CEO of a record label for the day. Kind of see what goes on behind the scenes. Um, The marketing side of the industry really interests me. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I want to see all of that. And I would love to, you know, 
be like, okay, well, here's this talent. Let's bring her in. Like, switch things up a bit. Switch things up a bit. You know, I would love to step into their shoes for a day. That would be awesome. I think you would make some great changes there, too. (laughs) Do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? And if so, what are they? If you put God first, everything else will fall into place. That is what I try to keep at the center of everything. Um, Like I said, I'm very type A, so I I become a little bit of a control freak sometimes, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just a reminder that I'm not in control can be a very freeing thing. That it's not all up to me to get things done or do everything like that. That, That's really what I have to tell myself on a day-to-day basis because I will stress myself the heck out. Yeah. You know, um, so when I remind myself of that, that I'm just kind of along for the ride, it's a really freeing thing. And I will tell you that um, with age, the type A thing does get easier, like less <laughs> control, less. Yes. Right. Right. I was, I was, I, my brain can't keep up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here before our interview and I was making a to do list of everything I have to do after. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I need enough, but if I sit still for five seconds, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be doing X, Y, and Z, X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Exactly. So you got to make sure that you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to allow myself some time to just relax. Um, and obviously you're not a reader. I'm a type of, I read, uh, so I'll do that 20 minutes while I'm in bed or whatever. Like I'll be like, no, this is my downtime, my me time, whatever you want to call it, you know? And yeah, find, find those, set yourself, you know, if you're, you know, set yourself a schedule and say, okay, this is 30 minutes of whatever time, downtime, do nothing, look through a magazine, just whatever, relaxation yeah. time, you'll find it, it might yeah. be easier if you set yourself time to do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And it's definitely hard sometimes balancing school and music and, you know, mm-hmm. right now, um, especially, you know, being a senior, feels like I have college coming up and everything just kind of... <laughs> coming together at once, which is kind of a scary thing. Yeah. But I, I downtime, I feel like I just binge watch t- TikToks and then I wake <laughs> up and I'm oh my gosh, I wasted all my time on TikTok. <laughs> oh, well, you can also set time for that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very important so, priority. <laughs> uh, so do you have uh, anything special coming up um, the rest of this year? Uh, I know you mentioned you were saying earlier before we started talking on camera and stuff, uh, about uh, some time in Nashville in November? Yes, I have some shows coming up in November. I can't announce them yet, but I will be in Nashville again. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be another single this year, just because we put a lot into backing this single. And I'm really focusing now on quality over quantity, um, whereas it used to be quantity over quality. And I really readjusted my my mindset to give people the best of my ability, even if that takes a little bit longer. So. Um, when you just know when you get something from me, it's going to be the best that I have. Awesome. And we can find your upcoming tour dates when we're ready to look for them on your website, correct? You can find them on my social medias. So I will be posting um, at official Hillary Reese on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. And we'll have those links in the description. So that way you can all go follow for the best uh, up-to-date information. If you are going to be national, you can catch Miss Hillary there. Thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, it was my pleasure. And you are welcome back anytime. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. You have a wonderful day. And thank you, friends, for joining us for another episode. Have a great day, everyone. 
If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. <laughs>